0: Hey, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Thanks to our sponsor, Anchor Podcast. Today we've got a very exciting episode for you. Lots of fossils, gold mines, diamonds, agates, rocks, and more. The first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, and minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rain All right, guys, pretty exciting show today. We're going to talk about bauxite, which is a very interesting mineral that uh, isn't talked about too much. We're going to talk about the yellow brick road that was found in the bottom of the ocean. We're going to talk about royalties. What about royalties? What is in it for you? A large diamond discovery, um, a new uh, thunder egg spot that was located in California. And so much more, guys. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. We want to thank you. You can go to any of our social media. I spend the most time on MeWe. Um, we also have locals, parlor, getter. Um, do spend a little bit of time on Truth Social. That's kind of been fun. Just look up Radical Rocks. You'll find us. We have got several videos on YouTube, complete different Stuff we've got field trips, we've got lapidary um, tips and tricks, we've got silversmithing, we've got fossil hunting, we've got some beautiful gym museums, we do a couple of interviews with some uh, rock shops. There's a lot going on there, um, so check that out if you want. Just look up Radical Rocks, we're gonna pop up, okay. So let's get into it, because man, I got a ton of stuff. I got my new Kingsley North uh, 2022 catalog. Man, that is nice. I love Johnson Brothers, but uh, this Kingley's North, Kingsley North uh, ink catalog is uh, pretty cool to look through, boy. Stuff sure is expensive, but you know, you can buy it uh, secondhand if you need to get it on the cheap, too. So not a sponsor of the show, but just thought I'd share that with my fellow rock hounds out there. Alright, let's talk about the latest uh, and biggest discovery of diamond in the Arkansas uh, Park, uh, Crater, uh, the Crater Park, Diamond Crater, out there in Arkansas. Greta Cross tells us at news-leader.com about this 2.38 carat diamond. So a little over uh, two and a third carat. Pretty nice. It looks like it's a chocolate brown diamond. Um, this one guy, Adam Hardin, I guess he's a regular visitor and he's found hundreds of diamonds, but this is the biggest thing he's ever found. They've got a picture of it here. Um, it is big and beautiful. It looks a little bubbly, so I don't know how, uh, cut worthy it is. That uh, remains to be seen, but uh, here at the, at the uh, Park Diamond Discovery Center, that's where he registered it, um, that's where he found it, at the south side of the craters of the Diamond State Park. Um, pretty cool. So far... The They found, located uh, for this year, 260 diamonds registered at the Crater of the Diamonds State Park this year. Remember, a lot of people just bring those buckets home or they don't say what they found. So this is just what people say, hey, look, I found 260 diamonds with a total weight of over 44 carats. So there's a lot to be found there. I mean, I'll definitely put that on my bucket list, the Crater of the Diamonds State Park in arkansas awesome well good for you for finding that huge diamond now shadow of death the death shadows fossil of the largest raptor dinosaur ever unearthed in argentina is what the article says at wtop.com this is a cbs news site and they have a video there if you want to watch that. But they found these footprints on a beach in Wales. So in England, our friends in England, crossed the pond there, as they say. They found uh, that, you know, this definitely is a rapture footprint. This thing was huge. Um, and it's pretty graphic the way they discover it, the way they, um, I guess they describe it, excuse me. They says the five-ton giant, the largest mega raptor unearthed to date fed on small dinosaurs that it ripped to shreds with its talons before digging into their intestines. So says paleontologist Mario Aranchiagia. And I'm probably slaughtering his name, sorry. There's a picture of it here. It looks kind of like, you know, it's up on two legs like a T-Rex, but its head is more elongated um, and its tail um, looks pretty big. It's got some super vicious claws. The crazy thing that they say about this thing is that its chest um, was about four feet wide, The just the cavity that it, it breathed from, the breathing cavity. Um, the name of it, which, uh, what do they call it here? I forget. It means shadow of death. And that it kills with cold wind. So it was found in the Andes Mountains, according to the Nature Journal of Scientific Reports. And this monster was 10 meters um, in length, larger than any previously discovered type of mega rapture. So that would be some uh, 32, almost 33 feet. um, Amazingly huge creature, that would have uh, devoured quite a bit of things at that time when it lived. So if you want to find out more about that, you can. Um, they've found a few bones. There's pictures of it here. It's not a lot of bones and some footprints, too, of this creature. All right. Next. Another giant uh, MRI. Not a giant dinosaur, but a giant MRI, which is Magnetic Recessing imaging like the MRI, which you go down to the doctors um, to get your uh, scans and see if you're healthy or not. Um, Nicoletta Lancia published this, and you can go to livescience.com to find out about the giant MRI of Antarctica reveals fossil seawater under the ice sheet. So this is the largest, they claim, body of, they claim, ancient seawater Locked beneath these ice shelves. Um, what could they find in there? Well, they might find some ancient creatures, I think, is what they're hoping. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, this is uh, saturated with water, they said, uh, and they are going to see this aquifer of ancient seawater. This isn't that uncommon. Um, a lot of oil areas in California they will go through layers of high pressure salt water that's under 10,000 pounds of pressure or more. And that is because of the plates crushing over ocean and trapping the seawater in there. So this happens to be, um, anywhere from 1.2 miles or 0.3 kilometers, um, and uh, as shallow as 2,625 feet about 800 meters under the ice. So pretty big, 10 times the volumes of water are compressed into this area that measures some 20 miles or 60 square kilometers and about uh, 7 feet uh, to 2.1 meters deep. I, I don't know if they mean deep or thick, but anyway It'll be interesting to see what they find in this. They have a video there if you want to see it. They've long suspected that huge aquifers might be hidden under the, the Antarctic ice. So more, ex, uh, more examining and uh, experimenting and drilling. They're going to be looking for different types of microbes and uh, bacteria that might have survived in this environment. Um, Of course, when they unearth them, it will probably destroy all mankind as we know it, and it will be the end of the world. Or maybe it won't hurt us at all and we'll be fine. Who knows? Now this is one that really caught my eye. The Yellow Brick Road has been discovered at the bottom of the ocean. The Yellow Brick Road discovered in the Pacific Ocean during the first ever exploration of underwater volcanoes. If you go to iflscience.com, you're going to see that article under that title. And there's a picture here, first off, which you're like, wow, that looks totally like a yellow brick road. Well, that's because it is a picture of a yellow brick road. But as you go through the article and find out, um, you will see pictures of it. And it looks like like an ancient road. They've got different pieces of it. And what it actually is, is this volcanic layer that cooled um, and and got hard and then it slowly cracked as it rose up in a ridge and um, it did crack in these long lines. And then eventually it cracked, um, so let's just say the length of the road, if you're going down the road, let's say that's vertically. Um, so you're going ver- vertically or you're going in one direction down the road and then the horizontal uh, cracks that go the other way are not quite so uniform. They're not quite as uniform. So it looks like a road that was made, you know, hundreds of years ago um, and cobbled together with uh, hewed out, hand-hewed out rocks into the shapes of bricks. You can see the video there where they discover it. They're very excited. Um, they're talking about it, they're they're knowing that this is a volcanic ridge, and uh, certain spots of it definitely look like a yellow brick road. And what's so rare is under the ocean, you just don't see, I guess, according to what they said, you just don't see a lot of ground that's not covered with silk or dirt or something like that. So it's a very unusual discovery. The video is worth watching iflscience.com. Look up Yellow Brick Road discovered in the Pacific Ocean and you'll probably find it and it has to do with volcanics underneath the bottom of the ocean. How would you like to make some money? Royalties. Mineral royalties. They are powerful financial tools. According to Maurice Jackson who writes a quite lengthy article I am not going to go through it at any length, but uh, if you are interested in it, and and of course this is not an investing show, I'm not an investment person, I'm just sharing articles that I find that I think are interesting. So you check them out, streetwisereports.com, streetwisereports reports reports this article, Um, they're pushing um, a particular mineral uh, company, which I'm not going to name it, you can look it up if you want to see it. But they have these rules about minerals and investing and getting these royalties. So what happens is with a royalty, you're getting paid based on the output of the company. So typically what happens is you may have some mineral rights or oil rights or gas rights or you know, some type of rights placer rights, you could have a load mine, you could have all these different types of rights. And then you typically um, lease them out to someone, and they'll, might pay you a lease fee. So they'll pay you a yearly fee to be able to typically explore, um, maybe do some test drilling, do some sampling perhaps, and um, then if they determine within... The time of the lease that it's worth mining they will start to mine and uh, when they mine whatever they are mining or if they're they're drilling getting oil or gas or whatever you will get a percentage of what they pull out of the ground a royalty that's what a royalty is so if you have um, mineral rights or those type of rights Let's say you have a ten percent royalty then if they find you know a hundred thousand dollars worth of minerals in a particular lump of time, then you are going to get you know if if it's ten thousand dollars you'll get a thousand if it's a hundred thousand you'll get ten thousand you see if you had ten percent so that's how it all works It's just math so with minerals um how do you verify that you know Well, that's where you need to get some professionals, Um, you need to be very um, understanding what is this, how this works, and um, maybe some sort of a a publicly traded on the NASDAQ or whatever, some sort of a royalty um, company would be worth doing that for you because then you would get a share of those royalties, kind of like a a real estate REIT, right? real estate REIT, you buy a publicly traded real estate REIT, I have one, um, you will get a percentage of all the profit that they get. And because it's a REIT, they have to distribute that to you. And they have, they have that for farming land, they have it for commercial property, residential property, industrial property, multi-units, you know, mixes of all that. So it's Kind of similar, and um, you get these payments that are paid out at uh, intervals. So, like I have a, I have a REIT, and it pays anywhere from five to ten percent annually is what it's kind of averaged. And um, so every month, they give me a small fee, uh, of of share of that money. It's almost like a royalty kind of. All right, had to have some coffee. But anyway, if you want to find out more about that, go to uh, StreetWiseReports.com and uh, look for that article, Why Mineral Royalties Are a Powerful Financial Tool. Now, they do go in to talk about all the metals right now because of, you know, copper and nickel and cobalt and lithium and. You know they they talk about maybe not those particular but they do talk about copper i see it right here but minerals that are hot right now because of the solar thing the u.s um, still has money to spend and and uh, dump into this so these countries all over the world even here in the united states are looking at this great opportunity because there's just not enough of those minerals available right now so whoever can find them Um, is going to get paid a premium for these minerals and metals and rare earths and stuff like that. So um, really interesting, really interesting. You might want to check this out. Okay. Next. How would you like to buy a house that's on a gold mine? Okay. Again, not a sponsor of uh, Radical Rocks or anything, but... This property is from Gold Rush Expeditions, our friends over there. Um, They have the 70, the number 70, Saddlehorn Lane mineral property, and this is a patented mining claim. If you don't know the difference between a regular mining claim and a patented mining claim, a regular mining claim, you, uh, it is a deed, it is real property for a certainty if you are actually, if it has value, um, then that's what it is. It's, it's worth that, but you have to keep the claim up. You have to file the claim, you have to do a certain amount of work on the property, and um, you have to maintain that. Now, building on it and things like that are a lot harder to do. Um, you, can, you have to put in for a request, to permit, if you're going to build, say, a mill site or put up a, a guard shack or something. Uh, If you're going to bring equipment in, you know, like if you're going to do anything besides just casually looking at it here in the United States, it's going to take uh, some serious permits and, and work like that to do. Not that it wouldn't take that on a patented mining claim, but a patented mining claim, that actually is land ownership. So with a mining claim, let's say your mining claim is on a river, a beautiful river, and, um, you know, you've got all kinds of gold, you got your dredges or your mining equipment, you got your shack, you know, maybe there's a load mine up there, there's a, a vein and you're mining that and you've got a mill site, you can't kick people off if they come on your, your claim, let's say your claim is 20 acres or 40 acres or 80 acres, you can't tell people, hey, get off my claim, you can't do that. That's, that's probably public land, um, unless it's on private land, but, um, you know in that case I, I don't know <laughs> you, you wouldn't need to really stake a claim through the BLM and all that stuff it would be a different process it'd be kind of like a patented uh, claim you'd have it to make a deal with the property owner to be able to mine on it but in this case a patented claim is a property um, it's deeded this one has a house on it um, it is a short Distance from Helena or Butte in the small town of Garrison, Montana. Um, the property is rolling acreage, almost 20 acres. Rough cut road gives access to the, the residents. Um, it's hard to get through in the winter, of course, but uh, there's a restroom with a sink and a faucet. Uh, there's doors. The resident is not completely finished, but uh, there's a lot been done there. There's a living quarters, high-volume wood-burning stove, a 20-by-12-foot barn. Um, Pretty cool. What else? Beams. It it looks like it's a fixer-upper, but they got a 15-gallon-per-minute well, so you have drinking water. Um, And apparently, this was a patented gold mining claim, and uh, you can go there and i don't know what kind of gold it is it doesn't really say here talks about the barn it has 50 percent of the mineral rights apparently not all the mineral rights they have a map here man it is out in the middle of what looks to be nowhere and they're asking 371,349 dollars for this property so you would be out in the middle of nowhere and uh There's a creek there. Maybe it's Placer. It's a seasonal creek. It's not a year-round creek. But it is tundra. It looks like total tundra. Anyway, there it is. If your dream is to own a home on a gold mining claim, there it is right there. Unexpected discovery reveals massive, mysterious figures inside an Alabama cave in the United States. This is... uh, brought to us by Ashley Strickland with CNN at CNN.com under the title of that article. This is a wild picture um, etched in the top of a cave. It's undisclosed. They don't want people to, um, to go mess it up. It is a figure made of swirling lines, a round head, and possible rattlesnake tail, one of four discovered in this Alabama cave. Um very big. It's one of the biggest things, uh, drawings that they've seen in a cave. And here comes my kitty cat. I got a new kitty cat here. He is a flame tip Siamese, and he is just the funnest, beautifulest little creature. He is just into everything. He's trying to, trying to run my computer. I think he got a hold of one of my, my credit cards and he's going to buy a bunch of cat toys, I bet. But anyway, um, here it is, this beautiful etching. Looks like it would make a pretty groovy tattoo for those that are into tribal tattoos. And um, there's a little bit more. It's an 11-foot diamondback rattlesnake with four human-like figures wearing elaborate outfits. Uh, looks like some sort of a shield. The hand is up in the air on one pretty groovy Um They say it's been sealed away for possibly a thousand years. Wow, pretty neat. Okay, next. Rockhounds, finding treasure. This is Mont Lake. Um, Mont Lake here is in California, no doubt, because it's close to. um, Oh, heck, where was it? Uh, Yeah, I can't think of the town. I'll think of it. But anyway, the club there. They have had many, many trips, up to 50 people at the trip. It's along Highway 97. Um, a lot of people have gone to Mont Lake now. They had a huge fire there, which actually exposed a lot of rocks and minerals and things like that. So I saw this article at uh, infonews.ca and uh, Carly Berry was uh, given the um, credit for this, but when I clicked on a link that was on it, it took me to more information, which uh, is at also at infonews.ca. It says, Rock Collectors Captivated by Crystal Formations Near Mont Lake, um, mount Lake, and again by Carly Berry, and there they say they are finding... Um, agates, crystals, thunder eggs, minerals associated with gems right next to the highway there. Uh, there is some mineral claims and stuff so you will definitely want to contact the, the Mont uh, Mineral Club for uh, information and directions. It's by Mont- Mono Lake. It's very close to Mono Lake, I believe, in that area. Um, they've got some pictures of the gems that they've uh, polished and cut here. Some of them look like a a jasper with a green and a brown. Very beautiful. There's also some with browns and whites and grays. Some greens are in there as well. Um, It sounds like a huge boulder was uh, unearthed and came rolling down on them. So they have to be very careful um, doing it there. You don't want uh, to to get killed trying to get a rock. But... uh, yeah, it says people have stopped by Mont Lake site from have come by as far as Ontario and even Germany to check out this spot. Um, people come up from Vancouver and Fort John. Uh, popular spot is West along Douglas Lake Road, but a lot of spots people stop at are private property. He said. So I don't know. Maybe this maybe this is in Canada. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was California, but maybe it's Canada. You know what? I think it is Canada because CA doesn't necessarily mean California. That could mean, that could mean Canada. So a lot of times these articles don't tell you, and I try to look it up. But when I looked that up, I got California. So, hmm, could be Canada. Might have to do some more research on that. 30-million-year-old spiral palm crop was found. Well, what in the heck is a palm crop? Um, at campuslately.com, Azure Addison tells us about this. So basically, what you have here is a palm tree with long um, palm fronds, no uh, no thorns or anything. Kind of uh, long and, and smooth. They'd be very good for. Um, weaving and making you know like a mat or something like that if you can imagine that that the the palm fronds or the palm leaves but the the fruit is what's called the palm crop it looks kind of like a pine cone um it's big like that and this was a plant that was living in australia now there's about 15 similar ones living there today but for the most of the part Most of these species live in Malaysia and Madagascar, a little bit more tropical. This is the first prehistoric palm that has been found in this area, and um, they're quite excited about it. And uh, you can read more about that. They said uh, species reach about 30 centimeters in height for twisted palms. And Australian fossils... um, they say this was 30 million years ago, and that's about it. That's about all I can see on it. All right. Now, a six-year-old makes a wonderful discovery. They, he was at the beach, and get rid of this, and he found, he was looking for seashells, but he found a huge discovery, a megalodon, a megalodon tooth at Suffolk Beach. Suffolk Beach. This is by Ben Turner. You can go to Suffolk Live, S U F F O L K L I V E dot com, and you can read about this. This A picture of this young youngster here who found this uh, megalodon, ancient megalodon tooth. Sammy Shelton here um, could only imagine this tooth belonging to this huge 60 foot long megalodon shark killing whales and wreaking havoc through the ancient, primitive seas. He holds this tooth up to his face, and it goes from his chin all the way up to his forehead between his eyes. It is huge. Certainly a great find. Another gentleman who was interviewed had been searching this beach for his whole life and never found one, hoping to find one. And this young boy comes out here and finds one in a few minutes. How ironic. (laughs) What is bauxite? Do you know what bauxite is? Well, it is a rock. It is a mineral. If we go to our friends rockandjim.com, rock, the letter N, jim.com, you can go to their site there and they have all kinds of articles that you can look at. What is bauxite? It looks like uh, brown with all kinds of holes in it. It is quite amazing. This mineral, if you do some research on it, is a sedimentary rock which is loaded with aluminum oxide. Very critical to making aluminum. A lot of it is mined in uh, Guyana, I guess. Or, or, yeah, Guyana. And uh, they make a ton of money there doing that. It's a multi-billion dollar mining industry. Second most widely mined metal of all ores. Very few minerals are collected. They're very rustic with browns and reds and whites and Um, They're kind of gritty. They're not very hard. They're 1.5 to 3 on the moles scale for hardness. Um, Specific gravity is kind of low too, about 2.0 to 2.5. It does seem to form in a lot of tropical, subtropical climates. So when the aluminum silica minerals in these clay soils, they're leached and converted to basic oxides. They're large and shallow and... um, they are suited for strip mining. They just peel it off layer by layer and haul it away. Aluminum is one of the most abundant metals and the third most abundant element on the earth's crust. Um, it was thought to be extremely rare in the 1800s and, uh, it it was so rare. It was thought to be rarer than gold or platinum. Now we see that is, is very common. It's very well used. Um, This bauxite contains about 25% aluminum and, uh, easily to be processed, basic oxides, great potential as an ore. And, uh, it's been since the 1800s, um, they've been learning and learning to better be able to handle it and to prospect, prospect it and mine it and get it out of there. The article goes on to tell us, um, about how it was discovered. Um, it melts at only a thousand degrees, so very easy to get it to melt. And uh, in the 19th century, breakthroughs came to came through where the metal was um, mass starting to be more produced, um, quite uh, quite a bit, a lot cheaper. Ore reserves and eye appeal. It doesn't have the greatest eye appeal. It's about forty dollars a ton for bauxite. Uh, aluminum is about four hundred dollars per ton. And metallic aluminum is about $1,710 $1, per ton. So not a lot of collectors collecting this, but it is interesting. It might be something you want to add to your collection. The stories by Steve Yannick. It gives credit at the very bottom of the page if you want to check that out. All right. I think we have just about covered it all. Um I'm hoping that soon... Oh, you know what? I did not cover something. I want to tell you about some minerals here. Um, Kristen's uh, Mineral Collection, you can go there um, if you want to look at his minerals. He's got quite a few. Again, he's not a sponsor of the show, but uh, Kristen's Mineral Collection, probably at com. Let's see. I'll hover over the thing here and see if it... Uh, gives me the uh there it is um jeez terrible link well if you want to look it up look up uh christensen c h r i s t e n s e n mineral collection and uh, you can get on his email if you want to see some of these beautiful specimens he's got some wolfonite from the Raleigh mine these are square prism uh Crystals of reddish-orange with a little bit of yellow as you look through them. Wolfenite from the Raleigh mine. Um, got some some beautiful blue halite from uh, Stosfurt potash mine. We got some beautiful um, uh, duftite on calcite from the Tassumi mine. It is uh, kind of white with green crystals in it. Quartzite stalactites from Sid Rahal, Morocco. Um, You got an arsenic mineral here, yellow orbs all over with darker um, olive orbs. Chrysocola after primary malachite from the Congo, beautiful blue. Um, Got some crystal formations in there too, some elongated crystals. Uh, Chrysocola from barite on the Congo with some black uh, Sparite crystals in there. Very cool. Red topaz from Potoshi, Mexico. Um, you could just imagine how beautiful that would be. Um, rosalite. Azur Azermine in Morocco. This is a red ruby. Several of these crystals scattered on a flat uh, mineral. Some white background. I don't know what type. Could be a calcite. Not quite sure. Wavelite from Arkansas. I love wavelite, Green. Looks like a, like a bullseye, you know, circle in a circle in a circle. Really cool looking stuff. A lot of other minerals that you can check out. If you just wanted to look at some eye candy once in a while and have it pop up in your email, um, there's many more here that you can check out as well. But uh, you could go there and check that out. I always enjoy getting those in my email box. So again, guys, thanks a lot for stopping by. Uh, remember, check us out on social media. And uh, subscribe and like. If you could subscribe to our podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Help get uh, get the numbers out there because we don't get uh, we don't get the recognition. Uh, we get we've gotten tens of thousands of listens, but uh, we don't get put out there as much unless you subscribe. That help, just helps the algorithm. If you could do that, take the time to subscribe on your favorite app. We would really appreciate it. Until next time, remember rock hounds don't die, they petrify.